dragon try! a break. I don't like this. Whoa! What's happening? Whoa! Where are we? The world ended. Didn't you get the memo? Idiot. Hi, I'm Juan from Skeletal Damage. And you're listening to MHOG Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the MHOG Podcast. I'm your host, Wayne. I think I'm out today. You're going to be out today? And this is Rum. And today we have a very special guest uh, coming from a long distance, Mr. Mark Flanagan of uh, Skeletal Damage. Hey. How's it going, man? Awesome. Awesome. Glad to be here. Oh, well, no. there. Well, yeah, you know. I'm glad you came on the show. It's awesome to have you. You're actually our first uh, overseas guest. Right. So I'm plundering your overseas virginity. That's it. You right. are. <laughs> What part of England are, are you from? Hey, well, I'm technically from Stoke-on-Trent. I live in a little place called Cheshire now, which is just south of Manchester. So pretty much right smack bang in the middle. Oh, okay. Where all the greasy people live. <laughs> my, my favorite uh, soccer team is... We, we call those Italian-Americans here. <laughs> 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 of which I am one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good, oh, good. No, it's an awesome little part of the country. I love it, but a lot of people don't. Well, as long as you like it, fuck them. Yes, mate, yes. That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, uh... (laughs) Were you really looking at me to ask the questions about the band? No, 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 man. Flan, I... Ask me voice questions, that's no problem. I'm, uh... I'm the only non-metal guy here. I I, I have no uh, language when it comes to... Uh, any sort of music. I, I, so usually, when whenever we interview bands, which we we've had like what four or five bands, yeah, yeah, about. Um, or band members rather, I, I get kind of sad. He kind of just goes, uh, I don't know what to ask. I was just like, is it, is it pretty where you're from? <laughs> It's a, it's a good little town. I mean, there used to be a massive metal scene in England. Now it's sort of waning into all the little scene fags and stuff with people wearing glasses with no lenses in, which I have no idea what that shit's all about. Oh, please keep that over there. Yeah, seriously. You don't need that style on the, over here. We, got enough, we have enough bad uh, pants-sagging, you know, idiots that live where you just... We call them kids. Yeah, yeah, basically. You know, the hipster kids out here are just a pain in the ass. It makes me feel like I'm getting old because I look around me and I've been brought up with denim and leather. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. all these kids are wearing snapbacks and drop-dead clothing and they look like really bad catwalk models. <laughs> Do do the uh, the people out there, the hip kids, uh, wear skinny jeans out there? Oh dear lord, yes they do. Uh, 
Is that the most obnoxious thing ever? A man in skinny... It's basically a man wearing girls' pants. They wear women's shirts, too. Really? Oh, really? The big open neck fucking things. Oh, my word. With their, their puny little pube chest hair. Oh, you're oh. fucking kidding me, dude. They wear actual, like, the big, uh, the big neck cut open shirts. Oh, yeah, totally. Have you ever heard of a clothing company called uh, Drop Dead? Uh-uh. I shouldn't really be name-checking them on here, but... Uh, <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. That's all right. <laughs> the guy from uh, Bring Me The Horizon, the lead singer of Bring Me The Horizon, a British band, uh, owns this company. And, of course, all these scene fags love this, this genre. They love their the music, and they've all just jumped on and bought all these clothes. Oh, it's, wow. it's, it's almost like... It, it kind of sounds like, like a... What is it? A Hot Topic kind of... Yeah. I don't know if you guys have those over there. It's a, it's a, basically like a, a popular head shop is basically yeah. what, however you can I put mean, it. I mean, being fair, they yeah. do occasionally like cool shirts. Yeah, you know, yeah. Occasionally you find something good, but... It's very much the kind of place where you would go to find whatever's... Uh, well, literally, it's hot, a, a hot topic. Like, where whatever's quote-unquote cool right now. So, Are they the assholes that sell, like, Nirvana and Guns N' Roses t-shirts to kids oh, yeah. who never yeah. bought the fucking album? Yeah, the reprints. Yes, definitely. Oh. That makes me sick. We've got a few shops like that over here, but speaking I stay the fuck of, uh, away from those. Speaking of Nirvana, has anybody seen the pictures of Kurt Cobain's daughter? Ho, Sweet. Ho, ho. Uh, yeah. that, that'll make you feel old. Actually, I have not seen the pictures. You're, you that told shit will make you feel like a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I already feel like that. That's... <laughs> My, my, well, at least according to my mother. Right, uh, right. Uh, my mother. You know, earlier uh, cast, uh, his mother was accusing my, him of being... My, my mom basically accused me of uh, looking at kitty porn, which, which was a great moment in our relationship. <laughs> uh, that sort of cements the love there, doesn't it? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> She, uh, the, the, the big, uh, moment for her, for, for me, was when she's, uh, she said, I would be very disappointed. <laughs> as if, as if that's the criterion, you know, like, like, uh, you know, if my mother was okay with me looking at kitty porn, that's, that's what, uh. Don't worry about prison, just worry about the disappointment. Yes, right. yeah. <laughs> I'm extremely disappointed in you. Oh, okay. So me looking at children is alright, but you just. <laughs> You know, it's true, though. It's true. I mean, you think about it. Like, the worst thing your parents can say to you is, I'm really disappointed. I know, because it makes you feel like shit, doesn't it? Yeah. My mum always used to use that, but then followed by a swift uppercut. Yeah. <laughs> my mum just gives me this look. Like, you can tell she's disappointed in what I said. You know? Oh. Uh... Well, one of those looks that makes you thank fuck that she hasn't got heat vision. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm a fourth generation Italian. The uh, disapproval is implied from uh, from day one. Huh? Right. Yeah. We're Roman Catholic. Yeah. Disappointment is kind of uh, a given. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're from an Irish background a few generations back. It's all Irish, hence the Flanagan name. And I think disapproval and shame is inherent in the genes. <laughs> so uh, I see on your website mentions somebody, uh, or at least uh, as, as far as giving people a palette for your, for your style, your sound mentions is. like Metallica, Killswitch Engage, Megadeth, and Pantera. Machine oh, Head. Machine Head. Yeah. Uh, are those your influences, or that that just the easiest way to explain what it, what it is you're going for? I think initially it was just a, a way of getting out the pigeonhole. Just chuck a few bands in there that are si a similar genre to us, mm -hmm. so pe people could get a little taste of the area we're in, and then uh, go from there. I think people make up their own minds when they listen to us. But I think, as far as I'm concerned, Pantera and Machine Head had a massive.
massive influence on me as a youth. Oh, and, okay. uh, just help me run with it. It's that sort of style. I wouldn't say I, I'd obviously consider them far better, but you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, um, Pantera, I, I would say, was probably, you know, as big influence on some of the stuff that we do down here, too, because, I mean, you know, Phil Anselmo is from New Orleans, so a lot of the bands have that, you know, have that feel. And then he's, he's a dude that if you are local, you actually have the chance to meet him. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you can meet him, and he's yeah. he goes to local Lars, shows a lot. So. Lars Ulrich isn't letting anybody over to your, over. Nah, he doesn't, he doesn't come over to, to hang out, out. no. King drums, Lars Ulrich. No, nah, no, nah, he, he he does bitch at you for for downloading his music, though. I saw a photo of them the other day, uh, I think it was on Facebook, and it looked like a picture of an old folks' home. <laughs> wow. <laughs> of Metallica, you mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I posted one or um, uh, sometime this week. It was it was Lars on drums, Axl Rose singing, and mm-hmm. Kerry King on guitar. And I put I on, saw that. Yeah, yeah, it was like the world's first <laughs> band ever. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest ego trip in the entire world with uh, those bands, you know. It'd just be the equivalent of tying a load of pots, pans, and about 13 cats to the back of a truck and taking a spin around the block. Exactly. <laughs> I think I'd actually pay, pay money to see that anyway. Yeah, I would too, actually. That'd be kind of interesting. And then somebody asked me what the ba- who the bass player would be, and I said it would be Fieldy from Corn uh, because I couldn't think of anybody worse, you know? <laughs> he just plays the bass like he's smacking his mother's ass. The bass is, like, so tuned down, it sounds like the strings are, like, jump ropes. They do. You know, it's totally, totally. I wonder if that is how he smacks his mother's ass. He may. <laughs> That's how I smack his mother's ass. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Do we have that video? Yeah, <laughs> so I, I've got a question here. Um, well, it's not—it's not you know bad question. It's actually about the band. Um, how did you guys? How did you guys form? I mean, what what was what was that process like? It was a bit crazy for me because uh, the band, how it was originally, was already formed except for uh, the vocalist, and it was uh, two friends of mine who had previously been in a band for uh, with called Gifted by Loss, and it was far more extreme metal. I think there's a little snippet of it somewhere on MySpace if you ever wanted to dig that out. But uh, we had we had loads of fun together, but it just petered out because it was a local band and we just did it for fun. Uh, then I got a phone call, sort of early 2008, saying, hey, do you want to come up and uh, sing a bit with us? Because I was the only guy they knew who could sort of handle the sort of stuff that they were putting together. Mm-hmm. So I went down, just for shits and giggles. Then uh, a few months later, we were playing the Download Festival, which wow, was that's incredible. ape shit. Absolutely ape shit. It just went from nothing to fucking everything. <laughs> I, have to fact, I mean, I will say, the guitarist Tom Barnes, it is relentless. The, the guy is like a dog with a bone. He will not let go. <laughs> he really is. It's, it's it, it, a large part, part of it was his tenacity and getting us these slots and giving us these chances. Well, you always the, the you always see somebody in the band like that. Exactly. I mean, I'm a lazy bum. <laughs> It, it's true. I work hard in, in a day job. Uh, I'm a dad. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I've got a lot of things on my plate. And when I, when I sit my ass down at night, that's it. I just think, fuck this. Um, whereas his brain's always turning. There's always something going on in there. And it's usually positive for the band. So I can't I'll say it publicly now, even though his head will be getting massive from this when he hears it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I have to say a large part of that. But the other guys, the original lineup, a guy called Carl Wavington, who was the drummer, who I was previously in Gifted by Lost with, 
and a guy called Paul Kazira who is a phenomenal bass player and the only reason he had to leave is because his missus had kids he's got a, a stressful job and uh, his family life had to take priority oh, so yeah. uh, that's the kind of thing that happened but yeah these guys uh, were the instrumental in doing what we did I just came along for the ride and drank the free beer <laughs> and that's the best part oh yes I always ended up not driving which is always good I always had a designated driver so I'd be shit faced <laughs> There's a few videos on YouTube, uh, one of the tunes we did to Night Turns the Day, which is just based on a lot of Romero films. It's just a, the only f- really funny take the, sh- take the Piss tune we did. Oh, my word. It's just, uh, I was so hammered. And you can see it on stage. I even missed my cue when I come in. And it's like <laughs> the one we got the most views on. I, I believe that's the one on your website. That's the one on the website where, where you broke the microphone stand, correct? Yeah, fucked yeah. it completely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was fucking priceless when you were like, oh, oh well, I'm going to try to put this back together. Well, I can't. <laughs> Just throw me another one for fuck's sake. <laughs> I've been there. I've 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 broken my microphone. I've I've put my microphone through uh, one of my drummer's front head of his drum. Mm-hmm. Um, I've hit many people in the face with the microphone lots of times. I've fallen on the floor uh, drunk, still singing, but I was on the floor. The show uh, must go on. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, I, uh, I collapsed the lighting rig on top of our drummer. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that was fun. I can put my whole hand in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. Apropos of nothing, but there, uh, I, uh, one of the gigs that Wayne played uh, a couple years ago, there was a band up there, and uh, one of the guy, the lead singer, had a very unusual microphone. It was supposed to be a gun, a yes. handgun. That was for Mag Nitrous. Yeah, that, that they have a handgun for a wait, microphone. What, am I getting this confused? Who was who, was he? The dude who it looked like he was sucking a cock the whole time. No, that was that was the guy that was wearing the pink shirt. I don't uh, remember what the name of that band. Well, was. then okay, then I'm getting those. But he had some sort of like unusual. It was like a his, pink. It was a pink microphone. Oh, okay. Microphone. Well, he was right up on that thing because it looked like he was sucking a cock the whole time. He was saying he probably can. I have no idea who he was, but we. <laughs> well, I'm glad well, you corrected me because the four mag nitrous guy is pretty big, isn't he? No, he's a little guy, but he's still he's oh, still okay, a really right. cool dude, and he probably listens to the show. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry, so uh, mag nitrous uh, guy. <laughs> so Kib, if you're out there, he likes you. Okay. <laughs> Hugs. Uh, so well, your drummer now, um, I can't. Well, I can't remember his name. Is it? Is his name Tom too? Yeah, Tom Shrimpton. Uh, he's, he's from a, another. He's from another band, right? Yeah, yeah. They're from a band called The Deadly Waiting. It's really successful over here in the sort of more popular part of the metal scene. Uh, they played Download the same year that we did. They're doing real well. Okay. But uh, he's a phenomenal drummer. When our drummer, original drummer, left, this dude had nine hours to learn an album and knock it out, and the tracks from the album, uh, him coming in fresh and just knocking the shit out of it. This dude's 21. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. I can't thank the kid enough. And he was happy enough to help us out while we looked for a full-time drummer. He stepped straight in into the breach and uh, kicked ass, took names. Wow. Can't thank the geezer enough. I really can't. That's yeah, awesome. That's that's a hell of a talent to learn that album in nine hours. I think he did a lot of it just off the cuff because the original stuff didn't fit quite as well as this geezer did it. And uh, he knocked the shit out of it. He <laughs> really did. We've had people saying, oh, these are programmed drums. And it's like, no, I've played live with this guy. These are not programmed drums. He's a machine. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've heard a few bands that are, uh, I keep saying to myself that it's programmed, and then I go to see the band live, and the, and the drummer's just, like, incredible. And I'm going, wow. I, I, Shrap, I, Shrapping Young Lad did that for me. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Dude, God. One of my favourite bands of all time. The Alien album is so incredible. Mind-blowing. Yes. It's Gene Hoagland. I've watched him play in a big pair of ten-hole Doc Martin boots. Yeah, um, I've, I've, I've actually never right. got to see Gene Hoagland play, and that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> It's, they, it's unbelievable. They don't ever come for some apparent reason. Strapping never comes to New Orleans, and I don't know why. I've actually sent messages to I've sent messages to Devin several times through his record label and every other damn medium he's on, and asked him to come here and <laughs> never. Oh shit! Well, he plays this area with the Devin Townsend project quite a lot. I tell you what, boys. Next time I see him, I will fucking grip the man <laughs> and say, "Get your ass to New Orleans." There you go. That's what you need to do. <laughs> I'll be much appreciated. Speaking of which. Uh, when, when y'all coming across the pond to tour? When you boys and girls want us, we've got. If we sell shoes over there, then uh, we'll get across. Well, you know, now that you're on the MHOPG podcast, hopefully uh, we'll get you a fan base down here and get you guys down here. That'd be really cool. Podcast sensation that's uh, sweeping the nation. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm digging it. I thought it was well thought. It was. I'm <laughs> expecting at least fourteen thousand new likes on Facebook by the end of this. When it oh. airs. Well, sweet. Oh, yeah. it's impressive because. So <laughs> well, we, we can promise you at least 14. Right. <laughs> Mate, it's all good. <laughs> uh, but we, uh, I mean, uh, we, we do have a weird thing where we, we uh, what do we have 20 nations at this point? Uh, no, actually, we have, we're, we're up to 52. Okay. Like, we have no idea where and how these people have found us out. I'm assuming it's Core of Destruction Radio. It must be, because we have 52 different countries and to listen to us, and mm-hmm. it's pretty I'm pretty excited about that it. That is, of course, Core Destruction Radio. That's right. Uh, it's good to know that with whatever you do and whatever art that you do, that you can actually reach people with it, whether it be just making people laugh or writing songs or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's insane. Like, uh, a couple of weeks back, Ron was telling us, you know, we're, uh, what, what do you think, Rum? 600, 800 miles from you? Yeah, yeah, and, uh, maybe more. Uh, Rum was walking around uh, in the area that he works, and he overhears someone talking, and it sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> like, around. Is Adam here? What? <laughs> And, uh, they were playing the cast off um, out of their car. Yeah, so, which is pretty fucking cool. And then I, I have a comic book podcast, and somebody like I ran into at a comic convention starts talking about our store, and he's like, "Yeah, I was just listening to that store's podcast." I was like, "Okay, well, you were just listening to me. That's bizarre." You know, it's you know, I, I mean, but you know, you're, you're in a band, so I'm sure you you kind of get that all the time as well. I'll have to pick this podcast up, by the way, because I'm a serious, serious comic book fan. Okay. Oh, yeah. Serious comic book well, fans. Well, you'll love the story we talked about last time where uh, Scott Snyder was insulted by... <laughs> right. I, uh, I, I, do you read Batman right now? Yeah, I've been reading it. Yeah, I, I posted something about uh, how I wasn't crazy about the ending of Death of the Family, and I forgot <laughs> that Scott Snyder follows me on Twitter. And I don't really think about these people because they don't really talk to you. So you just yeah. kind of assume that they just follow a bunch of people. And the next morning, I get a direct message from him on Twitter saying, really sorry to hear that you uh, didn't like Death of the Family. I'm immensely proud of it. 
Oh, quit. Yeah, yeah. I know. He's such a nice guy. Like, if you when you meet some of these people, some of them are just dicks. And it's cool. Like, like you never have a problem saying something about you, uh, a guy you find a dick. dick. Yeah. But when a dude's really, you know, just nice. And, oh, and he said uh, the main reason he was disappointed is because he's a big fan of my opinions. <laughs> <laughs> and now, like, I have to go give him a good review for something. <laughs> like, like, go read the first volume of Swamp Thing and just be like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, you, know, you did good. Yeah. You know. <laughs> He's, he's got to be aware that he can't please everybody all the time. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, uh, as a musician, you know, like, I'm sure you have a favorite group of songs that y'all done, I don't know, a favorite album. And for somebody that you respect to, to say, eh, it didn't really come together, <laughs> you know, like, you put all kinds of, you know, so I understand. And I, I don't change my opinions. I'm not going to be one of these dudes that kisses everyone's ass. If I think you're doing something that's shitty, look, Art from adversity. You, you got to be willing to take criticism, and he was. It wasn't like he was bitching, like, "Oh, well, you know, you just think that because you're some stupid uh, brother." Right, right. He was just genuinely. He was a nice guy, and he was like, "Shit!" But and he went home and he cried. Yeah, and, and his Batman cup, and his Batman costume. And I was just thinking about it, the full Batman costume. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he was riding the Batmobile to make himself yeah. feel better. Yeah, he was just probably sitting at home counting all his goddamn money from making the Batman stories right. and going. Man, I wish I would have made Adam happy. Stumbling down the street with his pulling bottles of gin out of his bat belt. It drives me nuts. You see these people's homes, and it's how I would like my home to be, just completely full of their own merch. It's just yeah. like, I mean, I I own just so much ridiculous excuses for not toys. They are not toys. They are <laughs> dioramas. But, but... Oh man, I see all this stuff around these people's homes, and it just makes me sick to my stomach because I'm that jealous. Yeah, uh, uh, my my uh, uh, me and Monica's home is full of you know, as you would say, toys or dioramas as well. We have statues and models and all kind of garbage everywhere. Yeah, the trouble is now I've got kids. It's a case of my daughter really wants to play with these sort of things, and it's like she's handling a live bomb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, get away, kid, that's daddy's. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm, I'm having, to, having to steer it in the direction of certain things. And Well, I'm just getting into Star Wars and stuff like that now, and Dragon Ball too. Uh, daddy's Sailor Moon doll. Leave alone. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want to play with whatever you've done to that Sailor Moon doll. <laughs> Well, I'll just stay stay away from the mouth. You'll be fine. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad times. But yeah, well, I mean, she looks like she's albino now. Yeah, I feel like I've been given another chance to uh, get out there and just get back into the world of toys and shit TV and stuff again. You know what I mean? <laughs> Old school anime. It's good. It make it makes me happy because it gives me a license to be five years old again. <laughs> Personally, I never burned out. I mean, I don't have any kids or anything like that. But I, look, there's only a certain number of things that keep me from a killing spree, and you know, uh, taking away my young justice is probably a bad idea. <laughs> you hear that, Cartoon Nation? Yeah, that's why I play video games all day. You know, whenever right. when I get my free time, that's what I do. But that, uh, I, that, I, that music. Well, yeah, that's pretty much how I spend the majority of my free time. If I get it, just games, music, comics. That sort of stuff. I've never grown up. Well, if you do, you die. It sucks when exactly. you grow up. Yeah. I can't That's... imagine something more soulless than not having this shit in your life. <laughs> yeah, you get. Uh, it's like everybody's like, "When are you going to grow up?" Well, if you grow up, you get old mm. and then you die real fast. Yeah. I remember reading uh, a, some blog by a chick 
several years back about how pathetic it is that guys these days like play video games and all these things. And they're like, you know, when my father was a kid, he didn't do these things. Video games didn't exist when your dad was a kid, <laughs> dipshit. So... Also, unless, unless she was like 14 when she was writing this article. Possibly. But what I'm saying is, like, I, what difference does it make whether I watch football uh, or uh, American football, where you're from? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or handbag. Uh, what is it called? Handbag. You're not kicking a foot with the, the, the ball with your foot. You're holding an egg in your hand. It's American <laughs> handbag. Handbag. That's awesome. I don't really even watch it. As far as I'm concerned, it's one dude grabbing another guy's ball from between his legs. So yeah. How can anybody criticize somebody for liking comics, sci-fi, whatever, when they get enjoyment from watching 22 grown men run around the field getting sweaty? I don't right. understand the logic. Yeah, playing well, in love. Americans, logic doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's about feelings, man. Okay, what yeah. I feel is that men are supposed to be sweaty and millionaires. <laughs> And big cocks, yeah, and I don't, I don't know. Get 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 paid millions of dollars to throw a ball around. I'm not saying I don't have a big huge cock. You just I did. don't, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we were gonna let that go, Adam. What is big huge cock? Let it go. Always hold it, Rob. Always. <laughs> Only when I pick. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't know how many listeners we have uh, over there in England, but what what's uh, well, we have we have like a hundred and from the UK alone, we have about a hundred and five downloads from them because it okay. breaks it breaks it down so I can I can see they're they're our fourth most downloaded country. Okay. And I and I think ninety eight is probably planned. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so those other four guys uh what what do you have coming up next? What's coming up next? Yeah, but uh, we're just starting to write the second album now. We're just getting it together, putting a new bass player in place, getting our heads down there. Hopefully, it's going to be a little bit more of a different sound, just because we've grown a little bit as musicians, not just the fucking heathens we were at the start, banging well, pots and pans and shouting it, shouting down microphones. How how so a different sound? I mean, which what, which direction are you thinking about going? Opera? Well, I was thinking more like Justin Timberlake, or you know. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, get your suit and tie. <laughs> It's all no. It's I mean it's it's going to be metal and unabashed metal. There's, there's okay. no point in selling out, doing more singy bits, you know, so like doing so a kill, kill switch engage radio edit or anything like that. But, uh, a little teapot, nothing like that. And we've we've previously been massive fans of the old eight minute songs as well. So maybe we're going to cut a few bit, few down. But we're just going to see what happens in the writing process. Ooh. I love the eight minute songs. It's got to be done. I think certain songs when we when we were writing them, they didn't feel right clipped. They, they, they had to have a natural progression and without sounding yeah. like an arty farty bastard you, you've, we, we had to make them the length they were and we were advised against it by a lot of people especially if you've got a 40 minute set and you're only banging <laughs> for like four or five tunes into that 40 minute set it can be a little trying because let's face it the majority of people who go to a show want to be punched in the face with you're right. do you know what I mean they, they oh, want yeah. these little snappy tunes that pick them up and throw them about for a bit and then put them down gently at the end and uh, that's not what we're about I mean don't get me wrong, it's awesome if people listen and enjoy our music, but we write for us. If, if we don't like it, if we aren't bashing our heads and rocking the fuck out when we play it, then there's no point in letting anybody else listen to it, because it's not honest. We've, we've got to be honest with the music, and that's a, what a large part of this is about for us. Do you know where I'm coming from? Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Definitely. I mean, the honesty, you said that, I mean, it's, it's uh, listening 
to some of the songs. What is it? The album's uh, Fire and Forget. Yeah, that's the one. Um, I mean, it's it's raw, you know, and it's but it's good and it does. It really does thrash you around. You listen to it, but it, you know, what is I one think of those we've songs? been together less than twelve months when that was recorded as well. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was it was literally we got together, played some gigs, got download, got signed, made an album with all within twelve months. That's so awesome. we, we just knocked that shit out. All the vocals and most of the guitar pieces were all done in one shot as well. Jeez, more power to you. <laughs> There's more money and time constraints than anything, but yeah. Because, <laughs> man, it, our first record took me forever to record, just because uh, vocally it was very challenging. Cause we I did, can believe it. I did, it, like... I think one song took me like six hours. It was ridiculous. That's hardcore. Yeah, it was it was bad, and my like my voice was like completely shot after that day. I was like, ugh. Well, <laughs> on that album, what would you say was your favorite song? I mean, personally, on that Personal album. Personal favorite to play or to listen to. Uh, when when you sat back and you listened to that song, what what one on the album was it? That's a uh, beneath the deep. Beneath the deep. Yeah, beneath the deep. That song, funnily enough, was originally entitled <laughs> Cthulhu vs. Molorel. That is oh, a- that's great! Well, the original, if you ever have a chance to read the lyrics, the original premise behind it was I've been watching the old Clash of the Titans, and it, it started out that way. <laughs> and I was thinking, right, who'd win in a fight? I know, as you do. Molorel's pretty kick ass, he's got the, the flaming heart pull the shit out of your chest, <laughs> And I was wondering if it'd be able to penetrate the giant hide. You know, it's just one of these things where you, you sat at home, fucked up, and you a little bit too much so I started writing these lyrics down uh, you know it, it, that's that's the way it came about but it became a little bit more serious during the writing process I would tweet it it's pretty much just it's looking at the, the depths of which man is capable of reaching you know what I mean from yeah. all, all in the name of something ridiculous whether it be religion or power or government or whatever and that's what it's all about it's about dragging the shit from the bottom of your soul to uh, do something ridiculous for the sake of an unjust cause and then perform it and throw it out on stage. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I felt that way the other night when I was watching uh, Liam Neeson kill motherfuckers on Taken. Yeah? Yeah, good film. That was a good movie. I haven't seen the second one yet, but... I watched that recently, actually. It's still pretty good. The second one's it's, pretty it's good? It's pretty good. I, my, the best part of it is at the end, the daughter's uh, driving while he shoots people, and she's screaming, Daddy, Daddy. And he's like, bitch, shut up. I'm dead. You gotta kill motherfuckers. <laughs> and it's just like a 10 minute sequence of her ramming into cars and him saying, telling her basically to shut the fuck up so he can kill people. Uh, but anyway, so, uh. So, Clay, where, where can people get your, uh, the album and all your merch and stuff when, cause we will be playing, like the, like. Well, you're on iTunes, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'd prefer it if, uh, people went and got it directly from us. Cause at the minute, the, la- the label's having a few problems. So, uh, we're making sure that people get it straight from us. But fuck it. Share it between yourselves. Copy it. Send it to your friends. I don't give a flying fuck about copyright. Get it to everybody you can. Sweet. Do you but know what I mean? Yeah, but, but, but if you can, some money. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd, I'd prefer to buy the album directly from you if I could. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> damn it, the man's got a kid. Well, yeah, give him some money. Daddy's got to eat. He's got to buy some new Star Wars toys. What the fuck? Buy the man a pint, for Christ's sake. She <laughs> needs a Sailor Moon doll that has not been violated. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, 
straightfromskeletaldamage.com is all good, but it's on iTunes, anywhere, Amazon, Play.com, wherever you want to go in here, float your boat for it. Yeah, the, the only, the only, uh, I have the EP, I have the, uh, Headshot is the only way, I have that. I haven't gotten the other stuff yet, but I will, definitely. You know what, one, oh, yeah. one song I really like off that album was, um, uh, Of False Hope. Now, a lot of people said that, that's one, not one of my personal favorites, but so many people have made that same comment. I, I don't know what it is about that song, and it, I, it might be the main intro to it. It's so, I don't know, it, it's, it, it, when you listen to that intro, and this is no reflection on uh, anything bad or anything, first thing that popped in my head, when you, you had mentioned that Pantera had been a, an influence in everything, I, I hear that Planet Caravan type of, that, that feel when that song opens uh, up. Uh, that's interesting to hear that. That's good shit. Because it was but, one of the first tunes we wrote, too. Hmm. And uh, that's one of the only tunes I didn't do the, the lyrics to as well. I think there's only yeah, two songs but, that I didn't do the lyrics to. So it was a, it's an interesting way of hearing it, yeah. But that 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 opening, it's it's the music that really catches you when it when it opens up, which I, I really kind of dug that. Yeah, it's, I think, a, it's, a, it's a nice song. Yeah. But it just, but, uh, was it The Dogs of War? Uh, that was in your face. Yeah, that's a big song as well. Good nice job. popular live one too as well. So we can rock the fuck out and everyone else hopefully saw the suit. <laughs> There's, there's one song on there that's sung uh, called The Deadlights and that song really, really means a lot to me. I and like people it. go, people go, oh, fucking singing. Because uh, people are quite elitist over here. So if you're in Killswitch, it's okay. But if you're in a local band, people go, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're kind of like that down here too. If, if you don't if you don't sound like some of the other bands that are out here, they, they kind of just frown upon it. Mm. But that was a perfect example of how we write. That was just one of those tracks that when I heard the intro to, when Tom first played me the intro, the only thing I could hear was it being sung and I'm not exactly the greatest singer in the world but it just seemed like it fitted right and uh, it come off well it's one of the tunes it's hard for me to listen to because it's it's about a pretty personal part of my life but it's a it's a good song it's a good song but people can't pick it up and listen to it straight away and go yeah I like that shit it takes some <laughs> listening to that's a little like telling someone their baby is ugly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, it's like I really love this song. Ah, it fucking sucks. Oh, you have a beautiful. Uh, you have an ugly baby. <laughs> yeah. I have a beautiful child. She has her father's genetics. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I just wish I knew the father. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nasty individual. <laughs> See, this is my first experience with Americans, and I thought it was all going to be fucking sweetness and so I can now see the grubby underbelly. Yes, yes, yes. Not yet, but if you want to have the pictures. Yeah, we can send them to you, no problem. Don't ask for the pictures. Oh, this is the internet I have seen far more than my eyes should. Yeah, yeah, isn't that the truth? Yeah, well, Wayne's one of these guys that loves to send people pictures of things that... That shouldn't be sent. <laughs> I've learned not to answer his text messages ever. Yeah, yeah. It just goes straight to delete. <laughs> Unless it's just text. If it's just words, he'll look at it. No, no, no you delete those two. Yeah, I, I remember my, my, uh, my wife picking up my phone one day, and uh, I was at work. <laughs> And she happened to stop, uh, you know, to, to bring me lunch and everything. And I was like, oh, this is nice. And she was standing by the phone. And I said, I'll just, just grab the phone call if you don't mind. She picked up the phone. I went, oh. I said, what's wrong? She had this, uh, this, this look on her face. She goes, there's somebody's testicles on your phone. I was like, oh, it's got to be Wayne. <laughs> Wayne's testicles or a picture sent by Wayne off testicles it, no, it, it, it may have been mine I don't know <laughs> uh, we do, you, you've ever seen the movie Waiting Glenn? no I haven't seen that movie it's, yet it's a comedy called Waiting and it's about it's about the restaurant industry and basically what it is is there's a bunch of assholes in the waiting uh, the, the uh, restaurant that like to play this game where they show each other their nuts 
And if they show him your balls, you look at them, you get punched. So <laughs> what we, what me and another guy decided to do is we would, instead of showing each other our balls, we would take pictures of them and send them to people <laughs> as a game. So that's where it started. It was pretty ridiculous, but... Uh, <laughs> so let me get this, let me get this straight. Balls. You get kicked by sending pictures of your balls to dudes. <laughs> you do that? You know, I, I, I oh, asked the same question, time. man. <laughs> <laughs> same question. I don't well, understand it. Who has better looking balls if you Come don't do on. that? Exactly, you've got to be proud of what you have. Exactly. I mean, I, I send some awful shit to my friends on, on the internet and via text message, and it, it has got to the point where people just go, no. <laughs> Delete. Oh, yeah, it sounds just like me. Huh? I don't know if you boys have seen Tub Girl. What is it? Tub Girl. No. Tub, d- dude, Google image Tub Girl. <laughs> oh, she <laughs> the room while you did that. I... <laughs> The second I saw this picture, I had to go and send it to everybody. Oh, girl. Okay, we'll have to look that up. I'm a, it, it, is, this, is this the one where the girl is in the jacuzzi? Yeah, I would say that is a good approximation of what's happening. Okay. I think I, think I have seen that. Image. Of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all of us, I'm probably the only one that has seen it. Oh, it's just, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's pretty damn hysterical. Oh, why did I just look at this? (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, come on. That reaction is exactly why I do it. Exactly. exactly why I do it. Oh, I listen to you, man. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) So, I just threw up a little bit. In my mouth. I, I would highly recommend to every single one of your users, your listeners, to go and look at those images. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Tub Girl. Bathe in the glory that is Tub Girl. Literally bathe in, in that. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna do it. So, do it, do it. <laughs> yeah. are you guys planning, like, after the after the second album is done, are you guys planning a, a big tour, getting some shows together? Or? Yeah, definitely. We're going to be hitting the live scene really hard. Do you guys do, uh, like, down here we do, like, a uh, album release party. Do you all do those out there? Or Yeah, yeah, we had a, a storming album release party at a place called The Box in a little town called Crew. And, uh... It was amazing. It's our home venue, and uh, we got such an amazing reception. Played with a lot of our friends' bands. Just had a blast. I can't remember the second half of the show because I was absolutely <laughs> fucking wankered. Wow. But that's great. That means it was a good show. Is it pretty easy to find clubs out there that, that, that handle metal? Because, like, down here, there's only a certain yeah, it's small getting, amount. It's getting sparse down here. It's well, you, said, you said the metal scene was waning in a certain way. I was, you know... Well, it started to, to die off a little bit when the... What, this Deathcore shit came out. Oh, yeah. I swear to God, if I hear another breakdown in a song just chugging the shit out of it, I'm going to fucking stab somebody. It, <laughs> it just it dr- drives me to distraction. But it, it's a case of... It's it's really starting to pick up. There's a lot of really good venues now. Uh, a lot of awesome, awesome promoters who work for the bands. They, they make sure that people know that you're coming. You know what I mean? The the really nice to the bands as well, which has been a thing of the past. A lot of venues treat the bands like shit. And we're working fucking hard. We don't just turn up. That's out some shit get pissed and go home do you know what I mean we, we oh, yeah. work fucking hard for what we do and for people to treat you like a piece of shit or make you pay to play I mean I don't know if you have that shit over there pay to play which is basically you have to guarantee that you will sell, sell X number of tickets yeah, yeah. Uh, we've we got have that play. shows like that yeah we have that too some some of the promoters down here make you do that I mean we have done it a few times 
times, just purely to get the venues that we needed to get, to get the exposure that we wanted. You, uh, but let's face it, you, you want to be treated nicely. If you treat someone with respect, you, you would expect that they treat you with respect. Correct. That's, that's coming to fruition now. I think people have realised that proper old school real metal is where it's at and putting on these scene kids is going to get them nowhere because it's a flash in the pan. They've got to get their heads together and uh, realise that where the people who want to come see these gigs are are the real real fans. And that's what's happening now, thankfully. It's a a real nice thing to see. I mean, there's a place called The Pit and the Pendulum. Well, Pit and Pendulum in in Nottinghamshire. And uh, it's amazing. The venue's so friendly. I mean, shit, I couldn't find the toilets and it's behind a bootcase you have to push a bootcase open to get through to it that's oh that's, that's incredible man <laughs> check it out on, on google image there's loads and loads of stuff on there when i'm uh, a billionaire my house is gonna have that exactly yeah exactly. it's got have secret compartments and shit <laughs> but i mean just just for a venue to pay for the fuel they expect that because you're well known that you're making thousands and thousands of pounds out, out of what you do and right. let's face it i mean you're a musician yourself way yeah i think you know full well that you get paid fuck all and it all comes out your own pocket oh yeah definitely I mean you get nothing at the at the venues I mean half it, the time you gotta pay back cause you, you owe at the bar right well not, well not only not only that but you gotta pay the sound guy you gotta do this you gotta do that and then totally. you know, and by the time you fucking split it up between the bands you got shit left yeah exactly I mean you I'm mean, glad there's only four of us instead of five <laughs> yeah there's there's five of us so it's it, you know we basically what we do Somebody, somebody's got to get fired there dude <laughs> We put all we do is put all our money together. Like whatever we get paid for shows, it all goes back into the band, so we can just get stuff. Like if if the drummer cracks a cymbal, we go into the band fund and get him a cymbal. That way, it's not really all coming out of our pockets. I mean, most most of the guys in the band are married and or have kids, so it's kind of like you know we're all the older guys of the of the group. We're not like twenty year old kids, fifteen year old kids running around playing music anymore. Yeah. We have we have other responsibilities, so that's why we put the the band fund together, so it'll be easier <clears throat> to produce a record. Or or to make, you know, that way it's... It's the only way you can do it. I mean, a lot of, especially in England, you see it a lot of bands that are reasonably successful uh, tend to be rich kids that, yeah. that have had virtually unlimited funding for what they needed and uh, got it that way. And, and it is it is possible, if you've got a lot of money over here, to be able to pay to play for these venues. You could be playing to three people, but if you can afford the tickets, you'd be playing the big venues. You right. get that on, on your CV. You know, you, you get that under your belt. People look at your list of the venues that you've played when the, the promoters are checking out people. They see these big venues think yeah they, they must be the shit and they get you in and pay you good money <laughs> so you know what I mean that makes me sick to my school <laughs> It, it, it's a, it's an interesting way to self-promote, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you got the funds to do it. I mean, obviously, social networking plays a big part of it, and a lot of these bands are young kids, and, of course, they're all seriously au fait with the social networking thing, and oh, they yeah. can r- run a computer a damn sight better than I can. <laughs> the stupid thing is, my day job is working with electronics. I repair electronics. But t- I, can, I, can build you, I can build you a computer from the bare board up. Turn it on. I haven't got a fucking clue. <laughs> Not a clue. I had to start. I had to do a college course for work to uh, get some extra qualifications, and they sent me to college. And they were like, "Oh yes, produce a Word document." And I was like, "What document? What the fuck's Microsoft Word?" Um, <laughs> honestly, it made me feel about eighteen thousand years old. <laughs> oh, the, best, the best part is my thir- well, at the time he was thirteen. He's sixteen now, my nephew. And uh, at thirteen, he was showing me how to do shit, and I was thinking, "Oh fuck, this is so past me by. I am old." <laughs> <laughs> it's not old man it's experienced that's right yeah I like that I like that a lot <laughs> 
but you just experience in other things, not computers. That's all. Right. Well, yeah, true enough. I mean, by trade, I was a, and well, still am an artist. I just do a lot of drawing and painting, a lot of tattoo designs for people. And cool. even even that, it gets to the point where loads of people are knocking up all these digital designs, all clean and beautiful because they've been produced on a on a laptop or whatever. And here's me spending hours slaving over a piece of fucking paper, erasing stone, stone age carbon, scratching on paper. <laughs> well, I think other than like colorists, I, I think a good number of artists these days still prefer paper over or doing it digitally just because like number one you get to keep the art like you have something actual physical rather than printing it out and and it's, it has a different feel than, than doing it on, on, on a, a piece of glass yeah it's the same with owning a piece of art though I mean it's one thing to have a print and another thing to actually own that piece of art right I mean I, I did a, a bit of to and froing with Anime UK and between me and my brother we got uh, I think it's like nine original cells from Akira wow and uh, with, with the pencil backing and phenomenal just looking looking at these bare painted pieces of celluloid unbelievable I mean lucky as fuck really lucky to get those wow. but uh, it's one of those things that when times are hard, you think, should I sell them? But I couldn't do it. I'd rather eat bread for the rest of my life than sell something like that. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's really awesome, dude. Uh, when, you, when, you own, when you own that art, though, you're actually, in my opinion, you're kind of owning a piece of that person because you, you, you're owning the time they put into it, you know? You, yeah, you've got something. I mean, I have, I have a shit ton of prints, but, I mean, that's only because I'm not going to spend you know, $200 on, a, on a, a piece unless it was done by somebody that I really wanted it by, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, because I, I do like a lot of people's stuff that, that they, they make prints for but do i like that person that much that i would pay 200 no but i mean i'll give them 10 bucks to to support them and buy a print a hundred dollars is about my limit except for my my top four gets right and i, I read those right yeah. I mean, what's um, that over here in pounds that's probably what what 70 pound something uh similar. y'all are probably a little above us now like yeah money's probably worth more than oh yeah, wait the, so wait the pound is yeah uh, well no about 25 percent more on the dollar I think almost yeah something similar I think I'm absolutely I'm not going to try that <laughs> our, our our money's uh, we just print ours now at Kinkos. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we just do it on our computers at home. I've I've been uh I've been using that Monopoly money. Yeah, uh, it's the same thing. The, the horseshoe's worth more now. <laughs> uh, I think I wouldn't mind paying extra money if it was signed. I mean, my brother he got me for uh, I think it was my thirtieth birthday uh, a signed print uh, preacher one by, signed by Glenn Fabry of oh, Breakout. Wow, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Badass. Oh, I unwrapped that little bastard. I could have wept. <laughs> I mean, it is only a print, but it's signed, signed and numbered. And I, oh, I have to say, there was a little movement in my trousers when I opened that. <laughs> Yeah. I, I hope on the good end. In my pants. Yeah, which end? <laughs> <which in? laughs> a little bit of both, I think. Right. <laughs> what uh, is that? Your is that one of your favorite comics? Is that? Uh, I think yeah. I'd, I'd say it's getting up there because I mean, me, my brother is a, a big, big comic book fan. I think since he's had a family and stuff, he's uh, slacked off a little bit and he's more into his obscure movies now. But uh, he got me into some amazing titles really, really early on. Titles I'd never even... Because I was very much Spider-Man, Batman. You know, just you, mm. this run-of-the-mill Marvel DC type stuff when I was a kid. Right. And uh, he started bringing home loads of stuff from Image and Dark Horse and things like that. And it just opened my eyes to the fact that there was far, far more out there than just your run-of-the-mill oh, yeah. standard. I mean, honestly, still a huge Spider-Man fan I won't lie I've uh, just been planning a, a Venom 
tattoo, funnily enough. Because oh, cool. nice dear Todd McFarlane one. Now I would pay two hundred dollars for a Todd McFarlane picture without a doubt. A sketch? Just... You mean a sketch? Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure Todd McFarlane would say that's all. Yeah, yeah, he'd probably say, oh, that's all you're going to pay? Okay, well, here, um, it's the size of a business card. Shh, here. Well, there's nothing wrong with digging Spider-Man and Batman. That's, that's the stuff that keeps the industry afloat, you know? But yeah. it's, it's good to know that they have all that other great stuff out there and just different different forms of storytelling. But it's like when I saw stuff like uh, Aliens versus Terminator, uh, Robocop versus Terminator and Aliens versus Terminator and things like that. And, and from Dark Horse, yeah. Yeah, just random, random titles. I've got issue one of the uh, Robocop versus Terminator, I think. It was, <laughs> and <laughs> it's just deep joy, deep joy at getting these random titles that end up being really good reads. Yeah, that's it. Oh, this is why I refuse to believe that these things are aimed at kids because well, that's. And that's kind of the problem, like, like we need kids reading comics, and it's a great art form to get kids interested in different forms of art, but they don't, they don't like kids anymore, they just want to put out, like, rips, rip-offs of Watchmen and shit. Yeah, yeah it's a shame, I mean, I read the original Watchmen and it was okay, but I don't think it was the best proponent to give kids an idea. <laughs> I think the best thing that they're doing now, although, oh, fucking hell, I'm going to hate myself for saying this, the fact that they've brought up to date a lot of, like, the Marvel stories, you know, they've changed the backstory to to fit a more modern era. Yeah. It's, I mean, it fucking kills me to see stories that I've grown up with and loved and accepted as absolute fact. Like, sitting there watching Spider-Man and my other half, she knows I'm bad for this. I was going, that didn't happen, that's fucking wrong. <laughs> sat, sat, in the, sat in the middle of the cinema, just going out of my mind because I was expecting an amazing film and I get this absolute piece of shit. <laughs> And it's 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 soul destroying, but I think if kids get, are going to start reading comics again, that you've got to make it more more in with the kids. Oh, what a fucking horrible phrase that is! But yeah, you, kids <laughs> kids have got to get into it. I think it's they're really missing out something. I got so oh. much as a kid, so much imagination and flights of fancy, giving you some some different brain space than the shit that they watch now. I mean, it's easy to go online and look at some cartoons and shit and whatever, but it's just not the same. Well, it's like it's like uh, we were talking about Saturday morning. And cartoons and stuff. I don't know if you guys had that yeah. over there, but yeah, definitely. like when we got up in the morning as a kid and watched G.I. <laughs> Joe and um, He Man and all that stuff, you know, and now you get up at Saturday morning and what do they have on there? Nothing. They got the wiggles. I mean, I mean there really is nothing on Crap. TV for uh, an adolescent kid to watch, like cartoon wise. There is, but what you're talking about is like Saturday morning blocks. But there, yes. there, there is stuff on Cartoon Network that kids watch. Yeah, but not everybody has it's, Cartoon it's not Network. The same. Yeah, well, well you, cartoons used to be on like all the stations. Yeah, four, six, yeah. and eight. Over, you know, all all the local stations would have their cartoon blocks, and you would have to watch. They so used like, to do it on daytime TV over here. They used to like and the morning shows where they have you know a couple hosting the show. You know, like and run through the day's boring bullshit topical news. They used to have a section of like half an hour, twenty minutes, where they'd break and it'd be random cartoon. Wow! And, and it, it was awesome. I mean, now virtually everybody over here's got Cartoon Network because it's on Sky TV. But uh, there's, there's stuff like I mean, the, the new version of Thundercats and Iron Man Armored Adventures and stuff like that that isn't too diabolical. I like the Thundercats. See, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ever get to watch the Thundercats before they shut it off. I think it's actually light years better than, like, because Thundercats was awesome when we were kids, so when you go back and watch it, 
Oh, yeah. It doesn't hold up very well. Oh, I know. I own them all on DVD, and it's, it's pretty ridiculous to watch. They kept a lot of, like, the basic batshit insane elements and, like, just made it, like, uh, flow better as a story. That's exactly right. I mean, this goes back to what we're saying about the updating story, and I think certain ideas, they've got it right. Like, like with Thundercats, they've definitely got that right. But it's gone. Yeah, it's, it's gone now. I mean... That's what Cartoon Network does. They cancel things. <laughs> oh, no... This is the first time hearing of this because we're a fair bit behind the states with most things. Oh yeah, oh, sorry. Backwardation. sorry to ruin it for you, but it, it's oh, not coming back. <laughs> and, and they're going to end it stupid. Yeah, probably. Oh, fuck's sake! I mean, I they, did, they did this with one of my favourite shows, Dungeons and Dragons, when I was a kid. Oh, oh yeah, I yeah. never finished it, so those kids never got back home. That's a fucking travesty. <laughs> I know. That's yeah. funny. I actually bought the DVD set of all the, you know, all the episodes of Dungeons and Dragons the other day. It cost me like three dollars. Oh really? Yeah, which is probably like a pound, is what I'm guessing. <laughs> all right, there we go. On conversion, I'm trying to help out here. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, the recent thing that Cartoon Network canceled that I'm, I, I've been pissed about for about a month. I knew it was coming is, I don't know if y'all have gotten Young Justice and Green Lantern, the new, those, those animated series. We've seen Young Justice, that was pretty good. Oh. Uh, so far, so far it's pretty good. Oh, it's fucking ended, hasn't it? <laughs> Uh, well, in the fuck's sake! They just get the first season, I think. Okay, well, it, towards the end of the first season, it kicks in high gear. It just, it's just, it's mind blowing. The second season is called Young Justice Invasion. It just, it takes it on another level. Like it's, it's arguably as good or better than uh, Justice League Unlimited. Which is a good show, yeah. And now, uh, and they, they took like a hiatus, like after the first three episodes for like two months. And then as soon as they came back, they're like, yeah, so these shows are canceled because we didn't sell any toys. Uh, and they're just amazing shows. So a lot of people just like really pissed. I, I'm, I'm kind of done with it with Cartoon Network. They, they just, they, they don't have any great shows anymore. They've got this fucking Dragon Riders of Burke bullshit from DreamWorks. Like, yeah, the spinoff. Yeah, I mean, I understand kids dig that shit, but... My kid uh, loves it, but I can see exactly where your point is. Yeah. So, there's just, uh, I don't know, it's it's weird to be, uh, I'll be 34 uh, in a couple of months, and it's weird to be like 33 years old and saying, you know, there's no good cartoons for me anymore. <laughs> Well, Dude, I'm, I'm 36 in a few months, and I'm saying exactly the same fucking thing. Well, it's animation is where where it's at for for a lot of us, you know. It's it's it, in a way, it's like comic books. Like there's you can do whatever you want with those stories that you can't do with movies. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, it's animation is the gateway drug to comics too. Uh, yes. Yeah, for yeah. a lot of people. I mean, unfortunately, it's not anymore. It should be, but anyway. Yeah, I think, I think the only thing that's happening now that's getting people back into comics tends to be a anime because I know a lot of a lot of people will watch random anime whether it's something like Bleach or Naruto or whatever and uh, end up going and picking up the manga like the actual hard copy paperback yeah right. well, getting into it I don't know if it's a is it I don't know if it's a still as big as it is uh, here the card games that they still play all over at the oh, comic shops yeah, uh, yeah they, they kind of uh, ebb and flow. Uh, magic was was pretty low for a while, and now it's big. Yu-Gi-Oh is kind of steady, just because I think that's the only like Pokemon yeah. really only has the cartoon now or the video games. So Yu-Gi-Oh is kind of the only thing that's been there oh, okay. for for kids. And I don't know. That, that, I don't know. I don't. I don't comprehend those card games. They aggravate me. I think Marvel and DC should come up with card games. They had them. On that shit. They had them. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mar- Marvel had a uh, an actual RPG game for. 
years. No shit. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and they did have an RPG game because I have, um, I actually have one of the books upstairs somewhere. If if you can get your hands on any of the uh, Marvel RPG, uh, it is it's a uh, it's the system isn't redundant. A lot of systems become redundant, you know, uh, over time. That system's yeah. very playable, um, and it, it it still works to this day, you know. So it, it it's a, it's actually a pretty decent game. Well, who was it oh, geared towards? Was it geared towards like like kids, like little kids, or no? It was it. <sighs> Because I don't, I don't give a shit about card games. I was, I'm never going to be into this. This wasn't a card game. This is like Dungeons and Dragons. You, you filled uh, out sheets. You had to roll dice. You did adventure type of things. A, re- a proper RPG. Yeah, yeah, correct. What I'm saying is they need a Marvel and DC version of Yu-Gi-Oh. They have that. It's called uh, Marvel Masterpiece. Mar- yeah, it's Masterpiece. Called. And it's, it's a card game, just like uh, um, like Magic and. I'm um, never. Well, well, they're not doing a very good job of promoting it. No, I don't know about it. <laughs> no, it, it, it. I think I have maybe two or three of the cards just because I thought they were cool. I found them somewhere, and oh, that was about it. Yeah. Shit. I played a little bit of magic, but it was just too many rules, man. It is. It's just too much to... <clears throat> I just can't do it. I'd rather p- plug in the damn video game and play that. Well, magic people are pretty obsessive. They're kind of the World of Warcraft card people. Oh, oh I dip my toe into Warcraft. I'm not insulting World of Warcraft. It baffled me. It baffled me. <laughs> Are you? Do you play Warcraft? No, okay. I tried. I tried once, and it was just insane. Thank God. I, I used to. I like thought, Warcraft. I'm the only sane person in this entire United States. It seems like everybody else decides they want to play this goddamn game, and I don't understand why. We call them basement dwellers. <laughs> Good. See, I'm not the only one. Even people in other countries think that. Yeah, but then I, I can sit online at some random shooter like Call of Duty and just lose days. Yeah. So I'm just as fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am too. I am too. I'm gonna be wrong, but I don't understand the uh, the people who have died playing this game and the people who get married on the game and I don't understand. Well, to me, a lot of it is, I mean, when it comes to obsession of that game, um, not, I used to play it, but I picked up a 360 and I, I've, I've been gaming 360. I, I don't see the point in paying for everything. You know, right. paying for the for the World of Warcraft, paying for 360. But um, it, it's just as obsessive as people that obsess over Star Wars. Well, there's, there's uh, a... Talk, talk I, know, I, I know what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. talking about... It's like, any addiction. Not, he's not talking about just the people that just really love Star Wars. He's talking about the, the people that, like, uh, you know, like, live and breathe it. Like, like they, they yeah. cut, it like, can go way too far. Cosplayers. Yeah, you know, the ones that... They're, they're LARPing Vader. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we probably have like we probably have a few listeners in the five well first and we're not insulting people that no that are, no, uh, no of course not you know what I'm saying is it's, it, yeah. it, it can take over your life a little bit you know I just love the fact that it's usually fat middle-aged dudes dressing up as skinny muscular sort of mm. characters to whatever but I mean I see it a lot with anime I, I love looking at the fact that these people are so passionate about it I mean, me personally, I'd look like an absolute cunt, but... I, th- I think that, you know, it, it's awesome that they can get passionate about it. I don't think it, it's particularly a really good way to, you know, get out your real feelings and, and who you are. <laughs> the, I love I love that yeah. you're being so PC with this. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> try, I'm trying my best. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to sound, come off sounding insulting, but I do find it quite insane. <laughs> Have you have you ever been to any? Do they have they have cons up there, don't they? Yeah, I'm uh, looking at going to the London Comic Con in May just to go see what's shaking down there. I was gonna say because they do the same thing up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if I could get to the proper Comic Con, my God, they'd have to pry out, pry me out by me cold dead hands. 
Yeah. <laughs> San Diego Comic Con's just like dream come true, that would be. It's the same yeah. over here, but I mean, I can't afford to spend five grand just to, to go, go to a Comic Con. Yeah. Exactly. And <laughs> I don't think many people can. I am envious of you because I would imagine if there's a convention that, that Warren Ellis is going to, it would probably uh, be yeah. London Comic Con. And, uh, well, hardly any people have been uh, announced yet, so I'll be interested to see who's going. Yeah. I mean, all, all my favorite writers are, are English, although a lot of them are uh, immigrated here for, for yeah. far. Fucking blood traitors. <laughs> You can say cunts. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Bring it up, James Robinson. <laughs> that guy's nuts. He, he's threatened to beat up reporters and shit. Really? Yeah. I think he might have been joking, but, you know, as, as Americans, I do think we have a hard time telling when drunken Englishmen are really <laughs> serious yeah. about beating the shit out of us. Sarcasm does seem to be lost on some Americans. Yeah, a Sounds whole bunch. Nice. Yeah, I think it's most of them. I mean, we're talking about, uh, we, we had a show a couple of weeks ago where Wayne found a story about people, was it in, like, North Dakota or something like that? Uh, or Which story? The, the story where they ran the zombie. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was in uh, Wisconsin or something like that, where, yeah. somewhere right now. But what they did was they uh, some, uh, some guy decided to hack a news channel and... Well, well, we should. I don't know if y'all have this here. We have these early warning systems that that they're like uh, in case of storms or the, it'll broadcast over channels, radio, and television, and it plays the sound beep, and, and then says, this is the early broadcast system or some shit like that. No, our early broadcast system is usually just some old woman that lives next door who's got <laughs> nothing better to do than look out the fucking window. Look out the car. <laughs> well, anyway, so so this is a, a setup in America that that you you're fairly used. To from a small child. Right. And so this hacker decided to hack into all the channels in this town or the area of Wisconsin yeah. or whatever, and he broadcast over that the dead have walked from... Oh, the- I saw this on the news. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And people actually called the police and were like, is this real? Come on. Really? Yes, it's real. Dead people tissue has reanimated and is coming to life. I wonder if anybody got killed. Because you know there's some ass... They would have came back. back. Yeah, they would have came back anyway. Well, uh, what I'm saying is there's some ass it was like after it's all said and done to find out it's a hoax there's like three dead guys laying in the street that some guy had uh, pulled out his gun to do headshots <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. let me go rape the dog <laughs> he's, uh, fucking, he's fucking dog shooting people I, I will say I, I think a lot of that drinking is, milk is that due to the fact that we're, there's much like we're oversaturated with signal we're constantly being hit with shit and I think it's just hard like like we're, we're kind of out of focus with reality now where we just don't know what the fuck's going on like we, we 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 listen. Obviously, to, they let us on the damn radio. We li- we listen to scientists telling us that in five million years the Earth will will cease to exist. Well, number one, how do you know that? Number two, who gives a fuck? It's five million years away. <laughs> it just makes me wonder how many of these people actually believed that this was happening, and how many of these people just hoped. Because I'm pretty much in the con- in the contingent where it would pretty much make my day. <laughs> You're saying you have your your Rick costume ready to go. 
Yeah. Oh, no, dude, I, I mean, people that know me know I am a, li- a tiny bit aggressive from time to time. <laughs> and just just the thought of getting as much armaments as possible and wandering the streets, taking out, legally, taking out people uh, that were dead. That, let's face it, we're going to kill you anyway. Sounds like quite a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's just real-life Resident Evil. What's yeah, or, or uh, what is that other movie? Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I fucking love Shaun of the Dead. It's a good <laughs> film. You... <laughs> You guys can't own weapons, am I correct? Uh, you have to be licensed, and then it's usually shotguns, so it's like farmer types who are usually armed to the fucking teeth. But no automatics, no pistols, definitely no concealed weapons, although most of the youth tends to be armed to some degree, whether it's <laughs> yeah. with knives or bottles or whatever. Oh, I was yeah. just curious. I, couldn't, I didn't know if your area was uh, anti-gun as well. I don't know. It's, it's, we're quite a conservative area where I live, and a lot of these people like uh, anti-banning hunting and things like this but I don't know I, I don't I'm not a massive naysayer of owning guns I, I quite like guns to be fair I think what people do with guns is a different story but I think exactly. guns by themselves don't kill nobody it's the dickheads holding the trigger exactly uh, just for our audience real quick uh, in England conservative probably means uh, a, to some degree or another it means something different than it does here so uh, you're, I mean you, you, you are saying things that does do kind of kind of jive but just just so people know conservative view is a very right wing uh, right. a lot of a lot of the the richer more old fashioned members of the English government you know people who like go hunting foxes for fun and right. like to wear their tweed suits and speak very properly <laughs> well, you just so nailed me to a tea. <laughs> yeah yeah there you go yeah I have to say I, you know I I, I sleep next to a 38-inch samurai sword, so the idea of the, the, the day coming back to life, yeah. You know. well, I have a have a uh, two-foot broadsword on the wall over there. Uh, yeah. That's I've why got I got to spy special pants. I've got an old uh, medieval bollock dagger. Nice. Which is, uh, it's just the handle's carved into it. looks like the shape of a pair of bollocks, to be quite honest, which is why they call them <laughs> bollock daggers. <laughs> It's about a two-foot blade, and it's a it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> oh, and the miss the missus has got a hockey stick, not the hockey that you uh, you boys and girls would be listening to over there and watching, but uh, English hockey, which is just basically a big lump of wood with a hook at the end of it. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> It's a different, yeah, it's definitely a different style of hockey. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually played by extremely aggressive women. It, well, oh, really? it's just oh. by women, yeah. Oh, so it's a field hockey stick? Yeah, yeah, field hockey. Nice, nice. Which uh, is always entertaining to watch, but when those fuckers hit you, you really know about it. <laughs> Well, y'all, y'all have some pretty uh, top-notch. Y'all have like rugby and shit like that. That like, I mean, we have hockey, which yeah. is you know people beating the shit out of each other legally. Uh, well, it's like it, to me, it's like rugby is like a mixture of hockey and football. Mm-hmm. It's a good sport. It's a good honest sport for just. Let's face it. I mean, it's not very mainstream popular over here. I mean, there's a lot, a big following, but it's not as bright and shiny as what you guys would call soccer is over here, which is just absolute bullshit. It, it, it's just it's super modern in short playing for huge huge sums of money and they've got the average intelligence of a shoe wow so it is football <laughs> <laughs> so it is it is a comparison to well, football. except for the supermodel part right well, yeah yeah I mean we don't have supermodels uh, aside from Tom number. Brady it's it's not not generally that many good looking dudes in football nah. <laughs> I mean I'm sure um, you've seen like the underpants models like David Beckham and people like that oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. I mean we've got my local team Stoke City FC and I have to say I do love it with all my heart being of us born and bred in the area but the mutants that play for this team <laughs> honestly I swear to god the brother of the evil mutants would give these fuckers a run for money because they all look like toad <laughs> 
do you all remember the old uh, World Football League? Yes. Now World that was Football awesome. League. Yeah, do you remember that? Vaguely, yeah. It was, it was the all the different countries had an like a, a American uh, style American football, football team. Yeah. But the, are we the talking last, football or soccer here? No, no we're no, talking no. like American football. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But well, they had the last game I remember watching was uh, it was hysterical. It was Tokyo versus Norway. <laughs> oh my God! They had like eight foot guys versus three foot dudes. And and that was the first time they ever on TV introduced the helmet cams. Wow. So you you could see like they were talking about the different players and stuff and and you could see the players looking at each other and you know the little guys from Tokyo and staring at navels from the guys from Norway. <laughs> that's a, that's essentially Vikings versus samurai. Yeah. yeah. Well the, just, what was hysterical new comic idea. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it was it was a kickoff. The, uh, Norway kicked off to Tokyo. Tokyo catches the ball. They're running. They're running at the Norwegians and the guy who had the ball did a hook and ran the other direction. <laughs> And ran right into his own end zone. Pretty much that game was over before it started. But I asked you never to bring that up again. <laughs> it was a bad time in my life. I was... <laughs> No, I, I missed that. That was fun, though. Old world football. Well, there there is a European NFL league. Like they they have, I think NBA as well. They they have European leagues. They're just not big like they are here. here. Like it's it's kind of like the arena football people. Like like it's sort of like the minor leagues. And if you yeah. do well in the European league, and then so, you know, and also it's a chance for other countries that you know, some dude that doesn't want to play rugby but he likes American football, well, you know, well, yeah, can go up and maybe come over here and. Because I used to go to used to go to rugby games in Savannah all the time. Uh, that was fun to watch. Did you British play that over there? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah they have them over here. Why was this? But it but it's very far and few between. Like you, there, there aren't. Very I think many that's partially that we live in New Orleans though. New Orleans yeah. doesn't have a bunch of anything. Like, yeah, we, just, we have a bunch of alcohol and drunk people. Yeah. Georgia had a lot of rugby teams. But I so think it sounds like Stoke. Just alcohol and drunk people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I wanted to take a fencing class since I was 10, but we don't have that here. Oh, you just go dig a hole and put a pipe in it. Fencing? Oh, sorry. Different kind of fencing. But don't fuck uh, <laughs> Well, I was over here, fencing is selling stolen goods. It's, oh, there you go. That's another one. Hang on. Something we have in common. Yeah, we have that kind of fencing. Yeah, we do have that. Orleans, that's for sure. <laughs> So you're talking about the, the pointy sticks, fencing with a foil type job. Yeah, all that. I, I, I was, I, I've been into swords since I was a little kid. So <laughs> he's like still that. into swords. I am. I like to polish so, my sword at home. Swords are into him mostly. Though. You've never seen a sword <laughs> polished. Pork swords. Exactly. <laughs> Pork swords. <laughs> They're spotless. <laughs> That's another good. That's it. That's the name of the cast. It's going to be uh, what was it, Lady <laughs> Lady Garden, Lady Gardens and, and Park and, 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 and Pork Swords. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I suppose it's, it's, a, it's a bit snappier than one-eyed custard chucker, isn't it? You know, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, one-eyed custard chucker. That's that's a new one by us. I like that though. That's funny. Oh, they've got uh, there's far far too many descriptive over here. I mean, there's a there's a thing uh, there's like an adult comic over here called Viz, like V I Z, and it's phenomenal. I read this shit from as a kid, and it's all the naughty sort of tongue-in-cheek adult humour, and it's all hand-drawn, and they've they, they've got a thing called the Profanosaurus, which is a thesaurus of the profane. <laughs> you guys need to check this shit out. I don't know if a lot of it would translate well, but oh my god. I, I've literally, I can, I can sit there reading this shit for hours and the, the missus is just rolling her eyes because I'm sat there laughing at something she has no idea of. <laughs> I'm always looking for new curse words. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, oh, this shit will open your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll, I'll be sure to look that. Yeah. One of my favourite ones was purple-headed womb fairies. Purple-headed womb fairies. That's awesome. I mean, you know what a ferret is, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Try and work that one into my things to say uh, 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 in bed <laughs> list. Yeah, there you go. Uh, purple headed. I used to, I used to keep a list of of horrible things to say during sex, and number one was always screaming your own name. <laughs> <laughs> There were so many that I lost. I think screaming of. someone else's name would be like not either you or your partner's name would probably be the worst. Uh, I always think it would be the worst if you just get off and dead really nonchalantly and just say thanks, mum, and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a little fucked up. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's all wow. good. It's all good. <laughs> I just start saying thanks, mom. To, to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you need to videotape that reaction. That that'd be absolute fucking genius. Stick <laughs> stick that shit on YouTube. <laughs> just stick it all on YouTube, start to finish. Fuck it, why not? Yeah, yeah. Well, they they've allowed a lot of things lately on YouTube than they ever used to. Like, I think I was watching some random banger on there, and it definitely shouldn't have been on there. When you get like serious, like demon rape scenes and stuff, and I'm thinking, shit, like kids can watch this stuff. And, and oh, yeah. have you have you um, speaking? Of, of manga have you ever seen Legend of the Overfiend oh yes I still own them on VHS all three of them yeah it, it, it's it's probably I got to see it in the, in the theater and it opened my eyes to anime that was like the first anime like real anime show I've ever watched I think watched. you mean it opened your eyes to tentacle rape yeah it did it was ridiculous well I showed this to my other half and like when I first met her many many moons ago the anime was pretty much in its infancy in the UK and uh, I dug out this VHS I was like you've got to watch this this is like Akira this is and stuck it on and from it's, start to finish it was just open mouth it's nothing like Akira <laughs> <laughs> it was just the closest well, uh, thing I could liken it to I, I, guess, I guess it's drawn like it but uh, it's, got a, it's got a little bit of Tetsuo yeah, yeah it's got something in it well, let me tell you uh, I'm, I'm really the, when the opening scene is, a, is, a, is an, a gigantic demon raping a nurse and it, yeah that's my kind of movie. I don't know. These, these days, I'm, I'm trying to get in the Studio Ghibli and all that studio stuff. Studio Ghibli. I don't... I'm not familiar with that. Moving Castle and Spirited Away and that's... Oh, okay. Okay, okay, yeah, those things. I still haven't watched Princess Mononoke, but... I, I, slower than you think. I have uh, actually never watched any of those. Everybody says how good they are, and I just... I'm, it's It's just not my thing. And I really enjoy Spirited Away. Spirited is the one about the little girl that's that that goes to like the afterlife, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. That was that one kind of freaked me out, to be honest with you. Like, I was at a bad point in my life when I watched that, and I'm <laughs> I'm watching it, and I'm like, this feels a little too real. <laughs> I mean. I'm pretty much a, a Japanese fanboy. I mean, even today, which is why I was pretty much late for coming in here recording with you guys, I was getting a, a Dragon Ball tattoo sort of sorted on my back. I saw yeah. you were in the tattoo shot today. Yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. the outline of it. I, I, I'm I'm dying to see what the rest of it looks like. Well, the dragon's green now. That's about it. Shenron's green. So uh, uh, I'm more of a narrative guy myself. Oh yeah, I'm having I'm doing a, a full anime sleeve, so it's going to be all sorts of random shit. Nice. All sorts. Like uh, I think I'm capping it with bleach. Stuff. Then there's going to be a big fat Skeletor, some Gundam, all sorts of random shit going on down there. But it's going to be a full Dragon Ball back piece. I can't help myself. I just watch the shit and it just makes me feel happy deep in my belly. (laughs) So I just thought, I can't can't think of anything better. And it's been done by one of my best friends who's uh, recently apprenticed. So uh, it's good shit. We just talk shit and get tattooed. It's, It's good, man. It's good. 
awesome. But I'm really, uh, like, I'm far too into anime at the minute. I mean, if you you guys like sort of your Walking Dead type deal, uh, High School of the Dead, which is phenomenal. It's only 12 episodes. And, uh, I've heard not of sure that. Where, I mean, it's a little hard to come by anime here. Like, you kind of yeah. have to go buy it. They, they don't really play it, you know what I'm saying, on, on any channels or anything like that. Well, so, not that I advocate watching it streamed online for free. But... <laughs> But, but I would imagine that if one looped, there would be a plethora of these websites that give you every single episode. Right. Which yep. is it, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I generally don't. I used to pirate a lot of things when I was younger. Now that I'm, I'm older, number one, I like to, I like to uh, support anyone that I like. Because mo- a lot of the things, like I'm, uh, I'm uh, a country music fan, uh, American country music. I don't know if y'all are familiar with any of that. But uh, are we talking like Billy Ray Cyrus type shit? Not him specifically, but yeah, that yeah, that, that brand of music. Uh, it's it's not a type of music that, mm-hmm. and I guess metal similar. It's not a type of music that people give millions of dollars to. Right. It's not like rap music. So I, you know, I try to support the people that I like. The things that I will still like if I have opportunity to download, it's stuff that you really can't find, like like live performances yeah, from I, somebody I, that I always like, download live stuff because right. I like live performances. I think the only thing I'd ever say to that is, and this is what I tend to do with music, is if I come across stuff online, if I really like it, then I will go out and buy a hard copy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, if I don't if I don't really like it, then why waste my money? I don't want to exactly. waste. I don't want to waste whatever you know fourteen fifteen dollars on a CD right yeah they put one good song on yeah if I want to hear one out one song off the album and this this is exactly why I say I mean to to get our music out there go out there download it get it from your friends do it on a fucking C ninety tape I don't give a shit get it out there because if people really like your music they're gonna go out and buy the album oh right. yeah or or your shirts or whatever you know they're it's, gonna exactly yeah they will exactly and I think that that's part of what people are forgetting they, they, they sort of look at it, this whole thing as a money making venture. And it's all about having the kick-ass merch and, you know what I mean, and pressing the right buttons with people's feelings. It's bullshit. Write some good tunes. If people like it, they'll buy your shit, whether they've downloaded it or not. Yeah, right. I agree. There's no sense in going all fucking Lars Ulrich about the fact. (laughs) Well, you know, the funny thing that that, that people pointed out when all that went down was that Metallica used to encourage people to go and record their shows live. And there's there's literally, like, they try to draw a, a, a distinction now between when we were kids holding a recorder up to the radio for your favorite song and downloading it on the internet, and it's like, no, it's bullshit. It's the same thing. One way or another, you weren't paying for that person's music. And, you know, having Metallica encourage you to do it 10 years earlier and now being pissy about it because they're millionaires, it's like, well, go fuck yourself. It's amazing. The the, the people who are going to go out there and buy your music initially tend to be, you know, the youth. And when I was a kid, I couldn't afford to go out there. And when I was a kid, it was LPs, you know, big vinyl pieces. I couldn't afford to go out there and spend the equivalent of, fucking hell, six months worth of pocket money on one album. So you got a a scratchy tape, cassette tape uh, from your friends or passed down from your brother or whatever Mm. that was taped on a hi-fi deck straight from vinyl to tape. And you'd pass it around your friends and you'd do mixtapes for each other of all your favourite shit. And that's how... then you go out and buy the album. You know, yeah. that, that's that's how it should be. Tape sharing, although sadly a thing of the past. Oh man, I don't know if any of you guys are the same, but when I was a kid, someone handing you a, a cassette tape and you're listening to, I don't know, nine nine tracks from nine bands you'd never heard of or had, had just seen pictures of in magazines and things. Yeah. And the, the excitement of getting this shit and listening to new music was, was so massive. Yet now kids can just click on YouTube, go onto whatever website,
bike, download it, oh shit, and then gone, it's gone, flash in the pan. Yeah. The, yeah. There's, there's no excitement over new music anymore, and I think a lot of bands need to cultivate that. They need to show how excited they are about their music, because you can't expect anybody to be excited about it if you aren't. Yep, you're right. I think the internet's yeah, taken the excited out of a lot of mediums. I mean, oh, yeah. Like, not to be crude, or cruder, but like cool. porn, like it's just yeah, so, it's just so easy for kids now. It's go, so easy to watch on YouTube. It, there's no challenge to it. There's, there's for, there's, there's no excitement. There's no watching scrambled TV trying to catch right. a tit every now and then <laughs> while you're trying to beat off it. While the door is creaking open and you think it's your mom and you're like, that's why I have those old Jessica sets. Um, no, but I mean, on any level, on uh, musically, all that there's 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 no anticipation to it. And anticipation's a big part of the excitement. Definitely, we used to smuggle in those gigantic tape recorders into concerts, and the coolest thing to do was try to get a collection of the bootleg concert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that yeah. was so cool, man. You used to have so many of those cassette tapes of just shows of, the, and you, all you could pretty much hear was like. <laughs> Yes, somebody's <laughs> screaming, you know, but But, it was but cool. you'd still be so excited to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. and you would listen we to can, it over and over again. Yeah, you'd get all your friends <laughs> around and, go, and you'd make them listen to it. And it'd be, in today's standards, it'd be a pile of shit recording. If you saw <laughs> on, you, on YouTube, after 20 seconds, you'd think, fuck this, I'm not playing this. Yeah. But you'd all be see, super excited, seriously excited to sit there and listen to this bag of wank. And at the end yeah. of it, you'd all be complimenting the band on how amazing they were. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Mum. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> One thing I think that's lost on the generation is 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 music and 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 that the whole music scene is its own culture and people just they don't they don't get it anymore. You can't get that type of sense. Of, like well, I'm using this as an example. If you if you're a, a motorcycle guy, if you're if you're into Harley's Harley Davidson's, it, that's a bike culture. You know, that, that's its yeah. own thing. Music scene, it's its own culture. You know, they need to get more. Uh, people need to understand. They need to, to be a part of it, not just look at a picture of it and and in their fucking in front of their computer screen. They need to get out there and support the bands. They need to go out there and experience the rest of the world when it comes to music to really get an understanding of what it's all about. Definitely. I mean, it's like I was saying about the, the kids today and they're all wearing... I mean, I can't say anything because we were all wearing the same shit. We all had long hair and denim jackets and jeans and shit. And, but they, they, they're looking at an image on a screen and copying it. They're not going out there and being a greasy little bum like we all were. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it, like you say, it's a, it's a, it's a subculture. It is. It, it used to be such an exciting thing to be part of these subcultures. I mean, I, I've been a biker for as, as long as I could ride a bike and I've been a metalhead for God knows how long since, since I got into music. And it's always been subcultures that have drawn me into them. The tattooing's the same. And I think it's, I don't know, I think maybe it's the kind of people that listen to it, to the, the music that get into it but then you see all these kids who are just following these carbon copy what's popular hot topic like you were saying earlier hot topic bullshit yeah, yeah exactly and it just cheapens the whole thing it cheapened it for me sitting there as a lifelong metal fan die hard I mean I've got waist length hair riding motorbikes you know what I mean I suppose I'm a cliche in a lot of respects <laughs> so, to, well, it's, tr it's true you know what I mean long hair tattoos leather jacket riding motorbike whatever but I think the, th the thing is you're, you're, you're a real you're pretty real yeah, like, you're, like, you're we're, who you we're, are talking to you there's nothing fake about you and it's, it doesn't matter like I, you know I have a cowboy hat I'm not a fucking cowboy but and I got a leather racing jacket and shit like that I, I, I ride too uh, on occasion and who gives a fuck like I, you know if you fuck think I'm people. a poser well you're either not gonna like me or you can suck my dick or whatever I don't give a fuck precisely you, know? you gotta be who you are and not give a shit whether or not somebody thinks oh well he's such a cliche right and, and with all these other kids that are doing 
doing the, you know, like we said, the hot topic bullshit. All they are is being candy cutter, basically, you know, or cookie cutter, whatever you want to call it. They're just the same clone over and over and over again because they think that's what they need to do and it's cool. Right. And that's where the originality starts disappearing and where the, where the music starts getting diluted because people start thinking, right, we've got to stick within these boundaries. We have to follow formula X, Y, and Z in order to get famous. We've, we've got to sing, we've got to scream, then we've got to do a massive breakdown, then we've got to do it again, and then we've got to hit, do some bass drops all the way through it. And bada bing, you've got yourself a fucking deathcore band. Yeah. yeah. And they, they start, instead of standing on the shoulders of giants and using what you've been influenced by as a kid and as a youth and as a man, and thinking, yeah, this is where I want to start, and this is where I'm going to go with it, and this is what I'm going to do with it. They go, we've got to be this. We have to follow this template. And like I say, originality dies because they're not trying to come up with something new or something avant-garde or something shocking they're just trying to copy and yeah. I, I don't understand I, can, I mean I can understand the fact that people want to be famous and that people want to get this sort of this kudos from being in a, a deathcore band or and I'm not knocking there are some really good bands out there that are deathcore that I can't not there are some proponents of this this music that I could think yeah that's fucking good music but what I'm talking about is the, the generation that's been spawned from this this soulless vacuous bullshit that, that people are listening to and I know I sound like a fucking broken record let it out man let, let it just out. go for it oh it just drives me insane that people won't be original won't take chances stuff I mean I'm fully prepared for everything that I write with Tom and with the rest of the band for people to go that's amazing or people to go that is absolute bullshit and I can't and I can't say that it wouldn't piss me off because it would if someone came up to me and went yeah you, you did that and that was that's pretty shit and <laughs> I, 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 I can't lie and say I'd, I wouldn't be gutted because I would but you've got to be prepared for that because you, you try and push your own boundaries the first album's raw because it was all about seeing what we could do with what we got you know we were a, a fresh band together I didn't know the guitarist who was now my writing partner very well we just we just fucking went for it stuck your balls in the water and tested out what it was yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Where, where, whereas kids won't take these chances they just go right it's, kids have got to like this and they, they've got to go crazy and they've got to go and do kung fu in the middle of the fucking mosh pit which also <laughs> that pisses ir- me off so much that irritates me man I, I, I uh, a quick side note is I went to a show one time and uh, I forget where this band was from um, so I went to go see them and these metalcore kids were in the middle of you know the pit doing their kung fu bullshit and one one of them hit me i turned around and knocked just punched the fuck out of him he fell on the ground and i got thrown out of the i got thrown out of the venue because mm-hmm. i punched this kid can but i'm say, like can, well he just can, kicked me you know a little round of applause for that because i think that's a beautiful thing <laughs> thank you thank you thank you <laughs> but i mean the kid kicked me and i, I just uh, it was a reaction i mean he hit me so i turned around and hit him back that's fair dues. I mean, mosh, mosh pit, mosh pit <clears throat> etiquette. I mean, everyone knows someone falls on the ground, you pick them back up. You right. know what I mean? You don't overly grope the women. It's. <laughs> you know I, mean? I, I like how you put overly grope. That was good. <laughs> Does that, does that mean you don't you don't uh, grope the top side? You just go bottom. Well, you know, it's like if they have baggy clothes, you don't shove your hand up their crotch or stuff like well, that. You know, stuff like that. Pretty much, pretty much. But I mean, <laughs> that that's all gone with this. They, they see it in a few videos. That, oh yeah, these kids are windmilling their arms and fucking around like a, a Chuck Norris with epilepsy. It's, it's <laughs> Are you, are you implying that Chuck Norris doesn't have epilepsy? Well, he can throw some fucking crazy shapes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him in that film with Bruce Lee, and I swear to fuck, I was going to watch him transform at some point. <laughs> 
But, I mean, it, it's crazy. I, I can totally see. I mean, I think you were totally justified if someone hit me. Even if I was on stage, I would drop them like a sack of shit. Yeah. It, that, it's as easy as that. That's not what it's about. I don't know if you guys, especially the, the, the metal boys amongst you, it was a brotherhood when you were a kid and you were all little metalheads together, especially because you'd be on the fringes of what's popular. You'd yeah, all, you'd yeah. be, you know what I mean? No, no one liked a fucking metal kid when we were kids. Oh, no, not at all. There was yeah. absolutely zero coolness about it. And I think that's probably why we're more hardcore than a lot of people would be yeah, in the culture. Because, you know, back then you got everybody who wore a metal shirt was a, a Satan worshipper or... Satan worshipper. <laughs> fucking well, stoned. Yeah, or always got high or or was just a troublemaker. But in all honesty, that really was me. Yeah. I, I was just about to say the same thing. That was <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, <laughs> except for the devil worship, I hope. I, you know, well, I had... On, a, on, on occasions. On occasions. I, I, I do own a copy of, of quite a lot of LeVay stuff, but I just find it an interesting way <laughs> to I, I have an athame and, and it's got some wear. I don't worship the devil. We just hang out and have drinks. It's right. yeah, a couple oh, shots. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the last podcast where we went to uh, when we hung out with the Pope. Right, right, yeah. right. You know, uh, surprisingly similar vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. Were you know, they're guys. both pretty chill guys. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Not saying well, just a little holier than thou, but you know, whatever. Is he just me, or does the new ex-Pope look a lot like Emperor Palpatine? He does. In that one picture, they they like. To be fair, <laughs> they're pushing that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that is one sinister motherfucker. Yeah, he was Hitler Youth, so. Yeah. Well, apparently a lot of people were back then. Well, yeah, I mean, it was kind of one of those things where they had to go in there or he was probably been killed, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. I assume he's changed his ways at this point. Uh, Maybe a little. Yeah. Yeah. It would always be amusing if there was no white smoke when he died. He was just thrown into a large pit with loads of electric and lightning flying around everywhere. <laughs> Cannot know the power of the Vatican. But by, by the uh, new pope, right? He just throws him in. I, I wouldn't be the guy that controls the flu for the where they when they when they burn and get the white smoke up. I want to be able to do like smoke rings. <laughs> <laughs> or just, cool. get, just get a big vast bong at the bottom. Uh, are you yeah, there we go. Fuck what if we throw like different color stuff in there to make it like burn green? What the hell is that me? <laughs> and then knock down and jump out and go, Marty! <laughs> <laughs> Throw some magnesium in there, everyone thinks fucking Harry Potter's died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, look, man. Uh, we kind of want Christopher Lloyd to be the new Pope now. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Wow. Um, but anyway, man, we'd like to thank you for coming on, Mark. It was awesome, you know, awesome having you. I hope this helps the band somewhat. Uh, well, just go I, check out Skeletal Damage, uh, SkeletalDamage.com. Uh, it's on, and you know, if you want to be cheap bastards, it's on iTunes. Right. Buy the CD. Buy, buy, buy the CD. That's right. Feed my child. And, and I have the, a child new, who needs feed. The new, new, uh, new CD on the work, so that's going to be awesome. And, look. and you can go to our website, which is MHOGpodcast.com, and we'll have all the links to all their stuff on there uh, again fan thanks uh, thanks for coming on dude yeah it was oh, it's awesome it's been a total pleasure I've, I've had a good time man. I've really had a good time um, you definitely have to come back on I mean even if you don't have anything you want to promote just come on and bullshit with us because it was fun yeah. oh man I could I, you, well as I'm sure you've gathered I can talk shit for fucking England <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well, it's anyway, a, it's a hobby. Uh, <laughs> it's a good hobby. Thanks, I was mom. <laughs> I'm Wayne. I'm I'm Adam this time, right? Yeah, you were Adam. Oh, sweet. And this is Rum. And that was our guest. Uh, and remember, boys and girls, to keep it metal.
I'm Flap from Skeletal Damage, an MHOG podcast will make you more successful with Second Section. I don't care what the Teddy says, alright? We have to get out of here. If we don't, they'll come up here and they'll tear us to pieces. And that is really going to exacerbate things for all of us. Okay, then. That's it. <laughs>